Good afternoon, St. Louis, Missouri, on a beautiful day in, in the neighborhood. Chicago, Illinois, Dallas, Indiana, Indiana in, uh, Memphis, Tennessee, Baltimore, Maryland, Dallas, Arizona, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Baltimore, Maryland, again here. Yeah, it's quite on my list. Denver, Colorado, and also Sacramento, California. So I'm talking about that a little bit today also. Portland, Oregon, Jackson, Mississippi. My guy, the songs down there. Miami Beach, Florida, Detroit, Michigan. Except one the labor movement there, and also uh, in Hampton, Virginia, and Newark, Newark, New Jersey. Uh, Kansas City, Missouri, home of the Kansas City Chiefs. Nashville, Missouri, Kansas City Chiefs. And we are broadcasting here with Reverend Tanantu, the Zulatine Congress for March 20th. 
and after you sleep. Heavenly Father, I ask you to bless the sick all in the universe. You know what to do. And Heavenly Father, I ask that we might have a wonderful fellowship with you and your most darling son, Jesus' name, amen. Children of wrath, even as others. 
Now, y'all notice this what this just said. Why did it say why did it say about your heart? Everybody talking about I want to give my heart to Jesus. I'm give my heart. Jesus don't want your filthy heart. It's a sinful heart. That heart is dead and trespasses and sin because of the disobedience of Adam. Then he goes to say, But God, who is rich in mercy, mm-hmm. for his great love, wherewith he loved us. Mm-hmm. God loved us. He first loved us. That's why I love God because he first loved me. Amen. Even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved. See, you are saved by grace through faith. It's not of yourself, it's a gift of God, not a works, lest any man should boast. And verse 6 says, And had raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. See, I always put that in my prayers because I know I'm already seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by Christ are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, that any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. Wherefore, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. That at that that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. You hear people talk about, it's aliens out there. Well, look what God said. God said we're aliens, huh? <laughs> Ray, one, Ray, one thing we have found out, okay, um, every year, every year, okay, uh, they get a new, they, the dictionary has new words added to it. And so words mean it's uh, constantly changing, which is what was, what was something last year. It's new this year. And but it's changing the old principles, okay, that we were brought up with. But see, what what what, what God don't God change. Said, you know God saying? don't change though. See, mm-hmm. man changes. Man be updating stuff. But yeah, God man. said there's nothing new under the sun. Amen. You but man I always tell me he updated and making something better. I don't think so. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that later on, but yes, sir. <laughs> Uh, and you go and you go to say, Commonwealth of Israel, 
than strangers from the covenants of promise. See, I mean, I'm in a covenant with God to preach the gospel, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I already have passed from death unto life before I sleep and after I sleep. Having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were fallen or made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who had made both one and had broken down the middle wall of petition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances for to make in himself a twain one new man so making peace and that the might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross having slain the enmity thereby and came and preached peace to you which were all fall and to them that were not for through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built yeah. upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone and whom all the building fitly framed together, brought into a, a holy temple in the Lord, and whom ye also are built together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Now, go ahead. I'm going up here to, uh, I'm bringing some out. This is just security in being saved, the death, burial, resurrection, where you can never get lost. People believe this. Now I'm going to a Hebrew, the 12th chapter, and verse 23. It said, to the general assembly. Assembly is a body of people that believes the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And also is the church of the firstborn which are written where in heaven and to God the judge of all and to the spirits of just men made perfect talking about mature perfection means to mature Adam was made mature that's why he was perfect because he was mature but you and I have to grow up we have to grow up in grace and the knowledge yeah. of the truth. And that's how we grow to maturity. But Adam was already mature. Look out! And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Amen. Yeah. Well, he is kind of over a couple, a couple uh, chapters in the Bible, especially you know, you went to Hebrews there. That's 
one of those books that continues teaching us, you know, well, the whole Bible teaches us, you know, what we don't know what we need to know. I think that's the, the one thing that, uh, you know, we, uh, we, uh, we are so blessed, okay? I'm, I said I'm blessed right now. I'm happy to say on the day is 20th of March that uh, at no state to this point have they talked about removing the Bible okay, from, you know, from the from the years that we being taught. Okay. No, that's a, I mean, so far, I said, man, man, so far. Because right now, the history that comes in the Bible, we need to you know, direct our lives, you know, not day to day lives, tell us what we should do, what we should not do. You know, and I think that's, that's a, a good thing that we can continue. Go there, you know, and when you think you're lost. And a lot of times, you know, say right. yes, can I give him some, uh, Information? Sure, I'm gonna make information if you know that. Yes, sir. Yeah. This is the Hebrew calendar. This is what you need to study the Bible by. The Hebrew calendar and not the solar calendar. But the lunar calendar. And the month start the first month of the year starts with a bill, which is April. And it's in Exodus twelve, verse two. Get your pencils ready. And the second word, April, May, which is Zip, is after 8 9. The third is Tishrai, Nehemiah 2 1. The fourth is Savan, 1 Kings 6 37. The fifth is Tamil, Tam, Tamuz, Jeremiah 39 2. The sixth is Ab, A-B, that's in Hebrew, Ezra 7, 9. The seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Elu, E-L-U-L, that's in Hebrew, and it's in Nehemiah 6, 15. And Marshall Band is in First Kings 6, 38, M-A-R, C H E S V A N and Chisalu is in Nehemiah 1 1 and Tibet is in Esther 2 16 and Tibet is in Zechariah 1 7 and Ada is in Ezra and the Ada is the last month of the year which is March that's why April is the first month of the year on the lunar calendar which is April which is different from the Passover. So what you just did, Rev, he's not aware, okay? You just gave us, you know, the uh, the Bible dates, okay, that the, that, that, that signified, that explained, I just like to explain, okay, how, you know, those dates on the calendar, how they were for the whole year. You know, so that's kind of word on word, line on line, you know, to, to the gospel. You bet. And that does not go away. And this was written centuries ago. And 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 it's still good. And, and it's bad, bro. I say it's still good, right? So that's what we give them some information so that when uh, they read the Bible, they'll know. You know, the information is powerful. That's, that, that, that's the one thing that, uh, that, that, that our country is built on, our history. 
then we don't, and I said, if you don't know your history, you're, you're doomed to be put, you know, over and, and that's, and that's, and that's showing you in Genesis, okay, when they were in the desert, okay, they didn't yeah. they was, and that's Israel, okay, Amos land was like maybe a, a day or so walk from where they were, right? When they were, when they had, they were number of leaves, they went round and round in, in circles, okay, for, 40, for 40 years. But, but you know why they went around there like that hour? Because of their unbelief. They didn't, believe, they didn't want God. They didn't want Jesus Christ. They wanted they to be no like faith. the world. They had no faith. Amen. They had no faith, man. They had no faith. Well, on that on that note, there was that's Reverend Ella Lyles and um, that's Scott in the background there. You know, this money was out of post. This a lunch with those watching a conversation. But if you look at here this afternoon, uh, we're gonna hear it on Spotify. Uh, no, on our podcast, uh, we're gonna hear it live and then we call it on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook today. So my, uh, my half of the Missouri conversation. Stop. We said take us out of here. Good afternoon. Again, my name is Ira Post. Uh, we got uh, Reverend Miles along with Ryan Long. And we got you today. This is a beautiful day around the country. And uh, one of the things I'd like to kind of happy to say that we, we don't have a lot of COVID reports to make nowadays. One of the reasons is because our country, uh, we are winding down, you know, as far as instructions. Uh, because a lot of places, uh, like here in St. Louis, um, all the major hospitals, uh, who had mass mandates, face mask mandates in place of the COVID about three years ago, are now being lifted. But if you look at, uh, people, uh, countries around the world, you see a lot of face masks here being worn, especially over in the, in the, in the Middle East over that place over there, especially in China, you know, and there's a reason for that. I know people here, here, I know in St. Louis, I'm nervous. 
the chamber a still called COVID-19. We continue to bring assets in you know, to be, be cautious. I guess something not talking about it does not mean that you should not, uh, you should put your guards down. You know, so I still suggest, you know, I wear my face mask out there the other day, so you don't wear it bad. Yes, I am. You know, because I don't know who, what, and I still know in Missouri, a lot of people didn't get tested. You know, then they get vaccinated. Either for the first or for the second shot, then if not for the third shot. So that means you better protect your own shot. You know, they mean those people right now, you know, they may not feel it right now, but they are still carrying the virus someplace. And so that's why I said COVID 19 is not gone, but continue washing your hands. Uh, you know, if you can, sometimes for just for people. And you know, one of the things that's a sure sign, if you start coughing, I mean, you know, cover your face, you don't have a face mask, you kind of step back in some space, you know what I'm saying? That's the best that you can do, you know what I'm saying? You're not, you're not being polite. You just want to do the best that you can to protect your body and your family. Because you take it home. Uh, and another big thing, uh, people are finding that, that you go into the clinics, into the, uh, uh, you know, maybe you take care of the like that, that those tests are, are no longer being given to you free of choice now. Uh, the, the, the bill that had that money of his running out, and the governor's not going to be paying for that. It may, it all shuts down. So, again, if you have any concerns, please, please get those things checked out. Now, why you can Also, um, a lot of things that uh, uh, that's going on uh, is local, you know, and that's the thing that we sometimes we, we get away from hearing about all the nasty stuff that's going on. I know a lot of uh, things that are taking place. One thing that I'm happy to report that <clears throat> down in Mississippi, uh, where Mr. Uh, Tyrone Nichols was, you know, was grueling, 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 beating, you know, savage to beat, I should say, uh, right before our eyes, you know, a black man who was uh, handcuffed, okay, by the way. Well, anyway, right now, uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, the uh, uh, five, four of the five police officers, okay, just have four police officers right now uh, have been, have been uh, I usually tell this, this has been born, okay, um, and they can no longer work in, in Cedar, Tennessee, in law enforcement. And why is it a good thing? A lot of times, police officers, when one officer gets that they were the leaders of Mitchell, uh, you know, so bad, the Nichols actually did so bad, he already, you know, beat another, another man in prison. He shouldn't have been working. But a lot of times, they let officers you know, come back and you know, look for officers from face to face, you know, not giving them any kind of, you know, uh, you know, restraints. They, they, they what happens is they retire before they're fired. And, and if they do that, they don't allow them, okay, to continue to get their pensions. And that's why a lot of people complain that one of the officers down there that was involved with this, one of the higher-ups, I should say, uh, they allowed him to resign before he was fired. And so that means that right now he continues getting his pension, you know, and all the benefits, you know, that we got coming from, uh, I guess, from Mr. Tennessee and from the county down there. And that's not actually fair to everybody else, you know. And another thing that uh, we all have to keep, keep, keep in mind that uh, I said things are local, that's not for most of us, you know, that these are the weather. The weather is so crazy. Now, uh, additionally, 
they change real, but brother is crazy. Look, you know, one of the things, you know, for years and years, okay, California, you said, tell, tell us about how much, you know, around here, you know, there's no rain, you know, and, uh, and they were having droughts for the last three or four years. And matter of fact, now they are getting uh, so much rain. Well, not just rain, they're actually getting, getting snow different parts of the state. You know, California's not all beaches. People are not aware of that. But then they're not all beaches. Uh, uh, so, so again, what that means is that a lot of the um, a lot of the, the weather that they get out of there, uh, is, you know, is, you know, in the northern part of the state, uh, in the mountains, you know, where they go to the ski in the mountains, where all the state, all the state right now is low high. But even I'm sometimes down in San Diego. These, these uh, matter of fact, you know, one thing I like about our country, uh, the weatherman, you know, uh, they come up with, with, with unique, unique descriptions of words that we're not familiar with. So now they're not saying that they're getting torrential rains. They're not saying they're getting no heavy rains. They're saying now they're uh, getting heavy uh, uh, Word we're looking for? Yeah, yes, A-T-M-O-S-P-H-E-R-I-C, Atmospheric. Atmosphere. Atmospheric river. Yes, atmospheric. Yeah, and what that means is that uh, they got these waves coming, I mean, off from the ocean there, and they, they come, come across this, you know, here California. Uh, they are going right across, uh, across the map there. And I uh, said, Denver is, is one of the major free stops that people talk about. But uh, Nevada, Utah, and all those states out there, uh, you know, uh, it just, uh, it, it just come out of the way, you know, cross country. I know in, in, in Missouri, you need to get an outfit share. Matter of fact, uh, just, uh, just recently, uh, 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 a, a car was shut away and two passengers drowned uh, early Friday so during you know, the torrential rain. See, torrential rain means heavy rain. And that, it was here saying it was okay for the last couple of days. Uh, we got almost you know, three pointers of rain here in the city. And that doesn't count what was going on in the south of St. Louis. And knowing that that you know, includes the tornadoes that you hear about down in Mississippi and Alabama. You know, where, where, where there's you know, a, a, a federal emergency by the governor down there. And what that does, the governor declares an emergency like that, then allows uh, President Biden to make all type of resources available to the state of Mississippi. Now, Mississippi is already having its problems, okay, in Jackson, Mississippi, with, with the water. And with, with, matter of fact, in Jackson, Mississippi, uh, you got me hear a lot about Jackson, Mississippi, but a lot's been going on there. One of the things that's uh, taking place in Jackson, and Jackson, Mississippi, okay, is the capital of the state of Tennessee. And so right now, uh, the, uh, the state capital is a uh, city there. They even said black. And so now, like, like St. Louis, like most major cities, uh, in the states, uh, they, are, they, are, they have black representation. And so as the resources have been taken away from those places, I said resources, you know, as the whites move to the counties and away from, those, away, away from the inner cities, uh, there's no tax base. 
And so that means they cannot afford. And so that, but they also come in, uh, the state funds still had to come in and support. And the Jackson Mississippi had been, uh, that's been left on the, on the on short end. As we hear always about, you know, how the, how the, uh, how the uh, most recently, how, uh, all the money was diverted other other things by the governor, by the government down in Mississippi. And they announced some federal investigations. So, investigating where the money went. Well, Mississippi is not the only one doing that, okay? You know, if you look around, most of your major cities now, you're in St. Louis. Uh, you, you'll find that uh, the city and uh, up under attack. Now, if you do your, do your uh, I see your history, uh, read your local papers, you know, we can find out that in most of those states that we talk about here now, uh, they're having problems, okay, because of the legislators in their state, that means uh, on the, the government level, on the House of Representatives, in the state Senate. They're controlled by Republicans. And so now what they're trying to do now is take away government, okay, from those cities who have the power. And then those cities, okay, normally it's controlled by Democrats, like you're in St. Louis. And that's why I hear our mayor, uh, uh, our police department, I should say, is under siege. And they put it under state control. And playing likewise here, our prosecutor attorney uh, uh, in Gordon. Well, uh, I can't say that she had did some things wrong, but really, you see the Bible here, at least now, he's found a hearing, uh, having uh, some kind of public hearing that she should have been doing a long time ago about what's going on uh, here in St. Louis. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, the, 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 the uh, legislative body, the Board of Law, that passed some laws uh, allowing oversight for the, for the, for the jails. And when they do this, those those, those ordinances are law longer being blocked in courts. Well, the oversight board uh, was blocked, you know, by some lawsuits that were filed by the uh, uh, black political uh, society for this appointment saying it was a black union, and also by the same politics. Well, they both were overruled by by, by a judge. And so they can, they can now do what they were supposed to do. Because in the meantime, while they were held up in court, a police officer was killed. They couldn't investigate that shooting. Uh, you know, and so the teams were in the jails there that they cannot investigate that. But again, you know, as, as we make progress, one thing I can say here, Scott, and we have, you know, and I hope you don't get sweet. One thing Donald, former President Donald Trump has taught us, okay, is how we can delay stuff. You know, all, all the courts right now, people want to appeal, 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 appeal. I mean, and all that does is prolong, get a few minutes in the office, the extra time, continue doing, doing bad things. They get their last three. <laughs> Remember, they get the last three. When they get their last three, that's for sure. They have extra time to get, to get, their, last, get their last three, you know, and so now, uh, as we, so uh, look at when it's taking place, uh, even here in the city of St. Louis, uh, you get a chance to vote next week, uh, next Tuesday, I want to say, uh, uh, April the 4th, is right. Uh, you get a chance to vote, okay, for your, uh, you all of them to me. Uh, they're changing laws in, 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 
and U.S. were they had a, a, a primaries, uh, which was uh, took place last uh, in, in February, no, in March, in March, which, uh, in March. And now they have the runoff, the top two candidates uh, in, in each ward, where they been broken down to 14 wards on the on the fourth of next month. And so you had a chance to meet Jimmy Oliver, and, and you know, how you would you talk about it, Ray? Repeat. When you're talking about your autumn and that, that you were able to meet most recently, Ms. Hubbard. Yeah, I think she's a, a nice, uh, uh, she's going to be, uh, she's going to do a good job. I think she is. But okay. you know, I think she's going to do a pretty good job. She seemed like a very well uh, uh, versed person about what's going on out here in the universe. Mm -hmm. Well, well, see, that's one of the things is that, that people got in the way, you know, uh, from uh, door-to-door politics. You know, you know, I was I talked to you, I'm not going to do it. I want to talk to my representative. And, 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 and we're going back to that, and that, that's a good thing. Anybody's not just reading the, reading, uh, the, the newspapers or watching you know, the TV screens, or even listening to the radio or listening to commercials about vote for me, vote for me, vote for me. I want to talk to the alderman face to face. I mean, since I'm going to vote for you, I want to know. So come to my house and talk to me. I mean, you know, you got to do paying that salary, so you should come see me. I shouldn't just come see you. That's you, you, can pick up their, you can pick up their vibes better when you come in contact with them. There you go, Rev. There you go. That's the thing, you know. And, and I know right now that uh, a lot of, you know, some people cannot go uh, no, to, uh, to all the people that's in their district and their ward. But, but make an effort, okay? Not just sit back and rely on social media, you know, the power of the press, the power of the, of the newspapers, or uh, either the, uh, or the, news, or the news report on the news, uh, what they see on TV. You know, like you said, I want to feel your vibes. I want to know that you, know, that you are a live person that I'm, that I'm voting for, okay? And that, that I can ask you what I want to know about you, okay? And that's a whole good thing. Another thing, you know, uh, uh, Scott, you know, I talked about this uh, a little bit, you know, but I'm going to bring this to our listeners. In most states, uh, uh, and I, I do know in most, uh, a lot of major cities, we have a lot of crime problems. And in most states, uh, that's because the, uh, if you have shoes here, we had a couple of shoes this past week. Uh, and then Denver, you know, where the young man got to school, uh, a couple other places we had him, okay. And right now, you know, we hear about these, and it, it does not become, uh, we become somewhat immune to them, okay. You know, uh, we don't read about them. I mean, it's, it's not they're happening. And what, I, what I'm leading to is that a lot of citizens, state legislators in that state level, are now passing laws which is allowing guns. You know, to be carried. I know here in the city of Missouri, you can you can walk down to the AK forty seven on you know, on your shoulder. Even even a shotgun. You know what I mean? And you know, and, and, and nobody can tell you nothing. You know, and I and I just personally I think that's wrong. So so I how that's how are you gonna hold on hold on, okay. And also, uh, you know, we have to take things in our control. He was good for us, okay. But on the national level, 
national summer team that's going on in, but on a, on a, on a uh, international level. Uh, over in, over in uh, Israel, uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu, uh, this is what I'm about to say to you. Uh, he's trying to take over the judicial system. So, he, so that way, uh, he said, no, well, the DOC just passed now. Uh, and, and his company is minority by the party, minority by the way. If the DOC passed, will allow him to not be prosecuted, okay, Georgia, that, that he that he is guilty of. And what they're trying to do now is take away the democratic system, taking take away, you know, taking away the court system and getting that to be controlled by the government. And then that means that, you know, uh, the government, you know, we said we have, we have the force that we got, you know, the judicial, administrative, and we got to, we got, we got to let it within the Congress and stuff. But right now, he's trying to take away that's from the uh, from the uh, from the from the from the, uh, from the uh, judicial court, and a similar thing is taking place. Also, keeping this man now over in France. Now over there, they're trying to change the voting age, retirement age, I should say. Okay, uh, president at 62 years old, uh, you can retire. Well, now 64 years old, and so they've been demonstrating in the streets for the last couple of weeks now because, because they tried to go, they went around the legislative body and, and, and the prime minister there came up with one of the laws that they had on the book that gave them the power to do that. And people said, now, would you imagine right now, those who say, I'm saying, okay, we have that, those things are coming to our country right now. That means social security is being, as an attack in our country right now. A lot of, in a way, we don't, you don't want to talk about it. And also, in our judicial system, we're President Trump right now appealing, 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 appealing right now. And also, uh, one of the things that I think that said to you, okay, that our president right now is in Canada, has been in Canada, I mean, the prime minister that Justin tried to go, and we did reaffirm that there's strong relationship between our two countries. And also, now, not the agreement to turn away an asylum seekers from, from Canada, we should let border off. And we shut off the southern border neck. That's a good thing. And also, the president yesterday uh, warned that the uh, U.S. would act forcefully and shut down uh, you know, some uh, bases. And Syria was attacked, uh, and uh, contractors were killed, and so was a U.S. person that was wounded. And also, uh, on the national level, the uh, uh, Dominion lawsuit against Fox. You just saw this too, too. I mean, too. I mean, too. You guys on that. And also, uh, when you come to the January 6th insurrection, more than 1,000 people have been arrested. You know, 476 have pleaded guilty. This is not counting the convictions they have gotten, okay? These ones are pleaded guilty. And also, the FBI is still identifying more people as we speak. Right now, again, we want to be said, uh, as you know, it's around the country. Most medicine does that right now focus more on children issues than ever, than ever before. You know, and so, so right now, uh, uh, in a way, that's good, but they're doing it. They're taking away our kids' rights. We mentioned early on about the Bible still have been under attack by a lot of things that we need to have an education when you get older, you know, what's going on. And, and so, and also, something that you say every week here in St. Louis County and City, carjacking and murders continue to increase. And on that note, my name is Aaron Brooks. That's God. That's real.
And uh, this our next guest is, is about to speak. So my name is Billy Brown. God, I'm gonna take it out of here. Okay. And, 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 and um, 
then, you know, it became Harris Stowe State University, mm-hmm. which is its, its present name, present name, but it, but, um, it was just Harris Stowe Teachers College. It's okay in the same. So if you were location. interested in being a teacher, that was the place to go mm-hmm. because they had an excellent relationship with the St. Louis Public Schools. Mm-hmm. And that's where you did your student teaching mm-hmm. in the uh, St. You know, uh, your one you had to spend a whole semester doing student teaching. Okay. Um, and during that semester, you got a chance to teach grade school through high school during your student okay. teaching. I mean, grade school from kindergarten rather to eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And, and then you had an opportunity after that, after so many weeks, then you had an opportunity to decide which grade level you felt you wanted to teach in. Okay. And once you decided that, then you were you spent six weeks student teaching at, at that grade level. Okay. And then you went back to Harris though for your your last semester and graduated. And then, if you passed the teacher's exam, you uh, went right to the school that you were going to teach in. I can recall I graduated in January on a Thursday, and Monday morning I had to report to my classroom. Okay. And what was your choice? Yes. So you know you um, you knew if you passed that teacher's exam that you would uh, be assigned to one of the classrooms. And what was your choice? Uh, when I when I first uh, started teaching, I taught sixth grade, mm-hmm. and then the following semester, the principal gave me a split class, sixth and seventh okay, grade. What school What school did you teach at initially? Uh, I taught at Ashland Elementary okay. School. As I know a matter of fact, Ashland was the school where I did my student teaching, mm-hmm. and then the the principal requested that I be assigned to the school. Okay. So that worked out real well for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing that worked out well for me at Ashland School is that in that neighborhood, when I was in college, I started working at the community center okay. in that neighborhood. And when I started teaching, I continued working at that community center. When I would okay. leave, um, after school was out, then I would go over to that community center and work. So I, so at the community center, I was running into some of the same students who lived in the neighborhood who went to the elementary school. So wow, at school, know. I was Miss Brown, and at Wesley House, I was Miss Shirley. <laughs> because they, at Wesley House, they called up everybody by their first name, you know, with, with the title mm-hmm. Mr. or Mrs. You know, the West it, it definitely was a beautiful, uh, a beautiful ex- experience. But you, you know, Ms. Brown, I, I love the system that you just described. Okay, that that people, uh, the, the school had a chance to meet you in advance. You also had a chance to meet, you know, to you know, to, uh, you know meet them. And, you know, figure out what grade that was best for you, and then you had a chance to uh, meet with the principal, you know, and the first 
excuse me, and the personnel, excuse me, that personnel that you know that you're trying to be working from there, and also the students there. And, and that relationship we create a bond early on, and I, and I guarantee it's still good today. Yes, well, I, I taught at Ashland um, for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, I started working on my master's degree after I finished okay. her show. Uh, so I was going over to S- SIU, Southern Illinois University, the Edwardsville campus. Campus. to work on my master's so I would be teaching uh, you know class teaching you know during the day and going to school in the evening yeah. so that yeah, again it was a wonderful experience um, but I said I taught three years and that's because after I received my master's degree mm-hmm. I received an opportunity to um work at Southern University down at Baton Rouge. Okay. So, so I left St. Louis and, and went to um, Southern University to work. So that no, ended no. my um, teaching career. Mm-hmm. Now, 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 before you went to the uh, uh, when you became Shirley, okay, at the House, what house is still standing right next to the community? Oh, yes, you know, it is. You know, man, as a matter of fact, now, I, I guarantee I'm going to ask you a question you don't have an answer to, okay? Uh, right across from the West House, there's, there's a building sitting on the corner there, on the Smith Center. Are you familiar with that building? No, I'm not. Okay, it's sitting right across there. You know, if you come down Lee Avenue, there's a sign out for this end, uh, the Smith Center. You know, and, and it's become like a little landmark there, but nobody knows. What's in the building? It's been so many, many times I raised it up, okay? Uh, many years ago, I was able to be a part of putting that sign up there, matter of fact, in another oh, life. Okay. Yeah, and so, and I'm with, you know, as a matter of fact, from all of Mike Jones, who we can who went to Western House also, as a matter West House has produced a lot of good, good leaders, okay, in our Sinners community over the years. Oh, yes, yes, they, they certainly certainly have and one of the one of the programs that Wesley House has and they didn't have when I worked at Wesley House is Wesley House has a uh, tremendous senior citizens program oh yes where they do work with senior citizens they provide you know uh, meals for them they deliver meals to those who cannot come Uh, Uh those meals get delivered to their homes so that's a wonderful addition to what Wesley House is all about in terms of serving the community Oh, yes, ma'am. Yes. Now, that's something you need to know that they're still, they're still there. Okay, so when you, when you got to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, okay, what, what were your, what were your, after that, that you started for? You got to Baton Rouge. Well, when I finished, when I was, when I um, was in the master's program, my, my master's degree is in counselor education. Okay. And... As I went through my master's program, uh, I, I started a master's program in counselor education because in the in the elementary school, in the public schools, I wanted okay. to be a counselor. You know, they have few counselors in the schools. Matter of fact, you know, um, so I wanted to be a counselor. But as I finished, um, as I finished my education. 
in terms of not going back to to the classroom, I wanted mm-hmm. to go into the counseling field. And, and in terms of Southern University, I was offer, offered an opportunity to be the mm-hmm. director of the residence hall there. Oh, wow. Congratulations. For, for female students. At the time, the dean of um, women at that school was trying to mm-hmm. change um, the, the program there, and she was she wanted to recruit a professional person to be the dean, as opposed mm-hmm. to the typical. Uh, right. They used to ha- have someone that they would just call the the dean, the the, the resident uh-huh. mother. <laughs> right, right, yeah. It, it could be yeah. that thing. No, they, it, it could be, a, it could be yeah. one of the students, somebody, you know. Yeah, uh, so she, uh, she was trying to recruit someone, and it just so happened that I came at the right time. And mm-hmm. when I went to Southern, Southern had just built a freshman residence for 1,000 students. Wow. They had 500 female students on one side, of the building mm-hmm. and 500 male students on the other side and in between was their the dining room area and the area where they could have social activities okay. so the dean the gentleman who was in charge of the men's residence and, and mm-hmm. myself we used to do special programs for the men and the women and you know okay. different opportunities for them uh, in, in, the, in the freshman complex they had just, like I said, it, it was a, it was truly a wonderful experience. So having worked at Southern, then I got the, you know, I decided that I wanted to 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 be a dean, a dean of women, or and that's that's what they okay. called them at that time, or a dean of students. So, so that's the direction that I was kind of going in at the time. And also, people not aware, okay, Denver was also the state capital of the state of Louisiana, also. Yes, well, I tell you the interesting story about Southern. When I went to Southern for my interview, mm-hmm. um, I had never been mm-hmm. to the South. <laughs> uh, because when I was coming up, we mm-hmm. did not have any relatives who didn't live outside of St. Louis. So I never had family. a chance, like some of my neighborhood friends, I never had a chance to go to the South to, you know, visit anyone. And yeah, during the summer, you know, uh, uh, yeah, people go to visit their grandparents or somebody, mm-hmm. you know, they come back with telling you stories about the farm and all of that. Mm-hmm. So yes, I ma'am. basically had in my mind what the South was like. Just hearing <laughs> those stories and not actually seeing them. Right. So when I went down for my interview and they picked me up at the airport, I said to the dean, when she told me someone was going to pick me up at the airport, and I'm thinking, how are you going to know which person I am? You know, airport is pretty big. And she said, oh, well, don't worry, Miss Brown. We only have two exits. And, you know, coming from St. Louis, you know, Lambert (laughs) Airport, and they only had two exits. I said, oh, my goodness. (laughs) You're right, But we got an airport. (laughs) Yes, but when they did pick me up and they were taking me to the campus, with mm-hmm. not having ever been to the South, you know, I was constantly looking out of the window, you know, on the drive from the airport to the campus. <laughs> and, you know, I thought I was going to see, like, cows and, 
pigs, you know, on, you know, on the street, and I didn't see any. No, no, <laughs> no, no, know, no, 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 no. I no, realized no. that it looked like any other city. So that was, you know, that was my shock when I was. Well, well, you, well, you, you, you know, you know Miss, Miss Brown, you know, I, I was born in Louisiana myself. Oh, I was born. Yes, I me. Mean, I was born in Delta, Louisiana. We lived around Bishop, Mississippi. And Delta uh, is right across the river from like, in North East St. Louis, uh, from, you know, from, uh, from, uh, from, from the city uh, of Vicksburg. And, and, and I'm there, okay, in Delta, you got farmlands, okay, all over the place. And I think back in those days, the bad rivers next to the next York, okay. That was probably the largest city in, in the state of, of, of Louisiana, but that was also the state capital. I mean, so you so you, so you were at the center of a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff taking place around that time. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So I uh, definitely enjoyed um, my work at Southern University. I enjoyed myself doing those times. How old your experiences like being in the South? Well, you know, Southern University, a historically black institution, mm-hmm. um, and being in the field that I was in, you got a, a chance to experience a lot of things. You know, when you when you talk about, for instance, like just football, mm-hmm. and back oh, yeah. oh, yeah. the personnel, you you went to those activities were, that were involving the students. Because you, know, you had to hit the speed like the faculty person on duty, so I was so I was experiencing, you know, those football games where you know the match you know, Southern University versus uh, playing Grambling University, and all of those yes. people that would you know would come for those games. From all around, I experienced, all around. I experienced my first um, going down to New Orleans, you know. <laughs> You know, for the very first time, you know, um, mm-hmm. experience that experience, you know, was was very meaningful. How was how how how, how those experiences change your life? Okay, I seen a southern city, and being growing up and growing up in a northern city. What 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 were you, what was those of the things that you saw when you were doing that? Well, for for me, it was the experience because I was experiencing some things that I had not experienced before. For an example, another example, um, we had a faculty luncheon meeting, and when they put the food in front of us, um, I wasn't familiar with the main dish that they had. So I, so I had to, you know, I mean, I, you know, I didn't tell the people I wasn't familiar. I just was watching the other people to see how they ate it. <laughs> and then that's how I started. And as it turns out, it was stuffed crabs. Mm. And I had never had stuffed crab meat before. How'd you like so it? That was, you know, so I didn't know how to how to eat the stuffed crab, you know. But um, <laughs> like I said, I did ex- experience some wonderful things. Okay, now, and I'll talk about when I mentioned when I mentioned Louisiana. You know, mm-hmm. that's where. I got my first experiences of, of uh, a Mardi Gras, what the Mardi Gras is all about. And it's oh my God, like yes. watching the Mardi Gras in person, 
terms of experiencing, especially in a place like Louisiana. So, yes. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, the countryside. When did, when did you get a chance to go out there in the country? You know, actually, I never got a chance to see the countryside. <laughs> I never wow. did get a chance to see the countryside. They just came to Southern, you know, for school. So I used to hear the students talk about it, but I never got a chance to see it. Well, I, I would say one thing just found that uh, being a person from the South, you know, and, and in South, like, I mean, um, and Louisiana, Louisiana, which is kind of in the middle of the state, uh, and, you know, and all around that area, Monroe, Louisiana, Shreveport, Louisiana, those are some of the towns that are little scattered in the house it is now. But a lot of those, that's why you had the football game. Because suddenly had a football game. Those, the people, people there came from all over the state came to the football game on a Saturday. Oh, yes, they did. Yes, they did. They came. They came. They came. They 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 so I get my question in the next okay, well, how, how were your experiences visiting the HBCU in those days, you know, uh, you know, early on in your in your life, okay? How did that shape your life moving forward? Well, I tell you, you know, coming from St. Louis, mm-hmm. um, when I when I through you know, through my elementary and high school uh, period, you know, like I said, I went to Sumner, and I, the schools were not integrated. So yeah. I was used to, you know, Sumner was all African-American students there. Yeah. Uh, Harris, though, was not all African-American students, uh, but Harris, though, had a very large population at that time of African-American students. So you really didn't know that you were in a minority because there was so many other, so many African-American students there. So, so the experience for me was, you know, I was used to, you know, being in that kind of environment with African Americans. And of course, Southern, you know, was a historically black institution, although there was a mixture, a diverse group of, of persons from the faculty. So I, so I, I, uh, I felt right at home at Southern. Okay. You know, you know, I know. I remember when I went. Uh, my experience is not just St. Louis. When I went to Wilfrid uh, uh, University back in, when I came out of Seoul in the 1960s, and uh, and I never forget. I flew to uh, Dayton, Ohio, and uh, and you know, and uh, I had in my mind uh, this beautiful university. Okay, oh my God, I didn't know what I didn't know, and so when I got there. Uh, there's a lot of kids I met at the airport that were with some St. Louis. So we said, we said, oh, I care. We're going to be big shot. We're going to take a cab out there. You know, and then I take the bus they sent for us, okay? We're going to get there real. So I got there, and uh, that was as long as I lived. I got out the cab, and I saw this big, beautiful building, you know, stone, big building, like, I don't know. This is nice. And so I felt like, you know, uh, uh, it's a proud scene. 
I looked up, okay, and then Kev asked, and the, I said, no, guys. We all did. I wasn't the only one. He got with me. Same thing. He said, we're here, we're here. He said, just turn around. Uh, that's, so that's uh, Jack, that's Central State University that you're looking at there. That's Virginia Central State, you know. Had heard about Central State. Turn around, okay, right on Central State. You know, they were Wilberforce University. And this was, this was in the 60s, late 60s, okay, when they were, you know, when they were, Black Power was in full force, so to speak. Well, the students at Wilford had burned down their student union. Yeah. So, and I, I turned around, and, it, it were, uh, and we, matter of fact, now, the time I was there on the trimester, we were actually, uh, you know, uh, the union was gone. We had two, two, uh, uh, two uh, double-wide trailers, you know, you know, trailer homes, that we uh, had a board in between. <laughs> You know, then we go to a Saturday, Saturday, different activities, and 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 so I, so man, man, someone like yours was not as not as a good, happy turnout, so to speak. Okay. Yes, yes. Well, when you mentioned Wilberforce, yes, um, when I left Southern, uh, I started working. I took an opportunity to to work with the United Negro College Fund. Okay. And the United Negro College Fund raises money to support 41. There were 41 institutions that were members of the United Negro College Fund, African American mm -hmm. College and University. Mm -hmm. So during my um, 10 and a half years, I worked for the United Negro oh College God. Fund.
Congratulations. Oh, you know something about that was my start. And and at that time, because the United Negro College Fund was still growing in an area office, you usually had four or five states that you were responsible for. So I went from Atlanta, I went from the assistant, that I became a director, and I got assigned to be the director for the Alabama office. The college fund opened an office in Alabama, and I moved from Atlanta to to uh, Birmingham to take okay. over that position. Mm-hmm. And then after I was in Birmingham for several years, uh, the United Negro College Fund sent me to their national headquarters okay. to assist in supervising the campaigns in the offices all over. So I now, went to New at? York. That was in New York. They were headquartered in New York at that time. Mm-hmm. And I uh, so I worked in the New York office um, for several years, and then an opportunity came where the college fund needed a director in the D.C. office. <laughs> so I went from New York to the D.C. office because mm-hmm. to me there was an opportunity to, to work in the nation's capital. Right, right. And so uh, that was my last assignment. Um, during my years with the United Negro College when I was the uh, director of the D.C. office. Okay, so let me ask you a question, okay. Uh, you got a tour of the South, okay, so now when, when, when you, uh, each one of those positions, okay, when I, like when you were, uh, when we left, uh, you, you went to, you, uh, you know, you went to the you know, different colleges while you were, you know, what was the the things that you could call your legacy, okay, you know, the places that you went. Because I know you changed a lot of lives. Well, I think that the nature of my work, especially when I was working with the college fund, mm-hmm. um, the nature of my work was that, for instance, like if you're fundraising, you've mm-hmm. got to get the, you've got to work with the total community. Yes. Because if you're doing a fundraising campaign, you've got to recruit a chairperson. You've got to yes, have committees. So yes, even though I'm in each case, I was moving to cities that I never lived in before. Mm-hmm. But the nature of my work made me get involved with the community in yes, a very yes. short period of time because people yes. wanted to be a part of the campaign. Mm-hmm. So that was that was very positive. Um, in terms in terms of my work so in each case with going into an area where you had to start new campaigns it was an mm-hmm. opportunity to really get to know the, the community and and get to know the leadership uh, in that particular community so it was actually hard leaving a community when an opportunity came for me to have take on a new assignment because I had gotten to know you know, the key people. Right, For right, example, yeah. when I when I was in Birmingham, when I was in D.C., we started our first fundraising dinner in D.C. Okay. under my leadership. And the, okay. the wife of the mayor, she was a dinner chair. So, you know, she served as the, the chair for, for several years. 
so we had that kind of leadership, you know, involved. Was, 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 was that during the American Bears? Yes, as a matter of fact, I, I was in D.C. at the time that Marion Barry got elected the mayor of D.C. Right, yeah, he did a lot of stuff in D.C. I mean, I think I, that time I grew up there, uh, the cab drive with us, they would tell you, you know, they tell you the history, and they get there, all, all the, I used to so many job opportunities, you know, for the blacks there, you know, in those jobs, you know, in federal government, in state government, and also, you know, in local government. Yes, and it was yeah. it was wonderful being able to have that that type of uh, relationship. Uh, okay. So so in essence, you know, um, I moved, I moved back to St. Louis after my uh, work in, in um, with the college fund. I moved back mm-hmm. to St. Louis in two thousand three. Okay. And act, and I wasn't sure, you know, if I wanted to. Well, I was sure I wanted to make the move because I made the move because my mother was becoming ill. Yeah, right. right that's, yeah. And I had started um, for two years before I moved back to St. Louis. I had started coming to to St. Louis twice a month. Okay. You know, because of my mother. And after two years of doing that, you know, I decided I need to be one place or the other. Because I, when I came to St. Louis, you know, I had to, I got an apartment here. So mm-hmm. I, was, I was maintaining two residences. <laughs> and, um, okay. you know, my mother was getting older and older. Um, but anyway, I'm, so I moved back in, in uh, 20, in 2000, 2003. Okay, now and as a matter of fact, when you think about well, 2003, but I just said once I made the decision to move, you know, I was going to just, you know, I wasn't going to compare D.C. Mm-hmm. and St. Louis. You know, I was oh, just, no, no, no comparison. No I would just get to know St. Louis. But being from St. Louis, mm-hmm. when I would go to church or go to my sorority meeting. I would see mm-hmm. some of the same people who were in school with me or who I knew mm-hmm. before leaving St. Wow. So it wasn't wow. like being, you know, like in a new city. Okay. So the adjustment, the adjustment of coming back to St. Louis was, was okay. The, 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 the one thing that I did miss was when I was in, living in D.C., I was used to a majority of African-Americans holding key positions in the city. <laughs> yeah. Yes, ma'am. From the mayor's office, you know, to, you know, Yes, to yes, yes, yes. You know, I was used to that. You came back, what position you about? I mean, I know about your mother's still. I mean, that was one of the reasons I came back. My mother would get in back of the house. And I came home, I came home, okay. And I saw that, and uh, that kind of was a, Mindset changes for me, okay. Then, uh, 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 uh for a new appointment, I was able to my mother when I came back to And I noticed that I was even here more than I was even with Wilberforce. Because Wilberforce at that time was more than, more than some bad changes, okay. Uh, you know, when they were just, uh, you know, just kind of, uh, one of the things that there that changed, that changed my, my outlook, uh, that we have, uh, you know, well, we all got scholarships. I had scholarships with play football. 
when I got there, they didn't have a football team. So we had lives, and I was disappointed about that, okay? And we had one young man that was recruited. Uh, he came from Sweden, okay? Very nice young man. And, uh, and one time on the weekend, you know, college camera, you, you, you hit the road, you know, in those days, and they teach you, you, you did it some days on the weekend. And so we got back, I saw the young man, okay, standing on the corner, kissing the little, little, little bus that takes you to the airport, and I said, where you going, man? You going on a visit? He said, no, no, I, went, I, I, got, I got to leave here. And I found out, okay, that he was actually so We shouted a little before, oh, he's a white guy. You know, and at that point, that kind of changed my life. I said, no, this is place. I need to be here. So I, I didn't want to come back and see that getting worse and worse and worse, you know what I'm saying? And so, but I tell you, so, so having said about me, okay, we came back to St. Louis, okay, what position did you hold here? You got the same look. What, what, did you, what did you work with then? You become a teacher again, what did you do? No, well, I, you know, um, when I left the uh, United Negro College Fund, well, prior to mm-hmm. coming coming back to St. Louis, you know, I, I started being an independent consultant. Okay. So, so I, that's the kind of work that I was doing in D.C. before moving back to St. Louis. So initially, when I was coming to St. Louis, when I started having to come twice a month, okay, um, and part of making a decision, I said, well, if, if I find a couple clients, then mm-hmm. I'll make this move. <laughs> so, so I was okay. also, you know, <laughs> looking for clients, you know, right, before right. making a decision to move. Okay, so okay. when I found that it could be an opportunity that assisted me in making the decision. So I have been an independent fundraising executive for a number of years now. Ms. Mel, one of the things, okay, uh, I know you've heard this before, and you're going to hear it again, okay, you were extremely, extremely, extremely and blessed by God, okay, in the career move that he he allowed you to uh, go places. And I know uh, while you were in the United States, I remember in Louis, when Lou Rawls was in Ross, that we had a fundraiser here, you know, a live fundraiser with an Adam Bush. Now, I think they said, okay, I was a part of that here in St. Louis with Ben Shane with that time. And I had a chance to meet Lou Rawls back in those days, you know. And we became pretty good friends. I mean, we became friends, I just say that, you know. and. uh and, and he did, you guys did that for a couple of years here, okay? And then we were Yes, well, I, you know, I tell you, um, I was working with the United Negro College Fund when the first Lou Ross Parade of Stars started. I know you were. That's, that's how I brought it up. Yes, yes. I don't know yes. Who, 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 and one of your legacy. And actually, um, Lou Ross was able to uh, get that opportunity going with Anheuser-Busch because he was a client of Anheuser-Busch at the time. Okay. And he was able to recruit Anheuser-Busch to be okay. the sponsor, you know, for the Lou Ross mm-hmm. Parade of Stars. Okay. And in those days, St. Louis, Anheuser-Busch was based here in St. Louis. Yes. And, and, and when we would have those meetings, the, the um, the uh, Anheuser-Busch people would come, you know, and then there were people that I knew, <laughs> you know, okay. having, you know, being from St. Louis. As a matter of fact, right. the Lou Ross Parade of Stars, I don't know if you know the name Wayman Smith. 
Mm-hmm. And I said, um, well, I'd like to, five years from now, I'd like to still be working with the college fund. I'd like to grow in my position, et cetera. Yeah. He said, well, you, you're working in the Atlanta office. You are an assistant director. Mm-hmm. And the guy who is your boss, the director, he just was recruited for that job. So he's not going anywhere. You'll be assistant director for a long time if you stay in Atlanta. Okay. He said, if you go to Alabama with your aspirations, you will be the director. You'll be your own boss. You yes, have well, your your <laughs> so I so I had to get a, a different mindset. Yes, ma'am. And then ultimately, you know, because I told them specifically, no, don't, you don't have to consider me for this position. I'm not interested. So after, you know, having that conference with my supervisor, then I said, well, you know, he, he's making a point. Maybe this is an opportunity for me to, you know, to go out on my own as a director. So I did yes, take, so I said, okay. And then I got assigned to, to Alabama. And that, and, and that allowed you to go, go, to, the, go to the home office as, as, as a direction. So it, you know, but it's that whole thing about, you know, um, you, you often can't go by what you hear. Now, at that no, time, I had one of my younger sisters was in college. Mm-hmm. She came from St. Louis to go to college in Atlanta because I was in Atlanta. And so mm-hmm. she was living with me. So when it came time for me to go to Birmingham, my sister mm-hmm. said, I'm not going to Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> she said, oh, no, why would no. I go to Birmingham? <laughs> so she decided, so when I went to Birmingham, she decided to move back to St. Louis because she did not want to go to Birmingham. <laughs> So, you know, you like I said, part of it is she had not been in South either, you know, except um, when yeah, she and, and, and in right, Atlanta. Right, and, and in fact, Atlanta is like, is not like being in the South. Okay. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, you, you know, you sometimes have to evaluate a number of things, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to, uh, to uh, you know, to one's career as you're making your decisions about, you know, your career. I'm just trying, I'm just trying, I've been, uh, one of the things that we're really excited about that I want to talk to you about, okay, is that you come from a very large family. You know, a, a lot of successful uh, people, your siblings, right back. Uh, the first thing I know you through, okay, to your brother, uh, uh, Reverend Mary Brown. You know, and he and I've been friends for many, many, many years, okay. We met and we got this. We all met in the back in the, at the uh, kicking off of the fair table business in the St. Louis community. You know, that's what I met during back then. Okay, we had the out in St. Charles. Okay, and uh, now that's one thing there. Okay, now I'm happy to say you already know. Okay, but your niece, okay, just got picked to be the superintendent of the year. You know, and, and, you know for you know, for for the. Uh, if you cancel, yeah. you know, so, so, so your family, you know, your, your family tree, okay, you can tell us a little bit about some of your siblings and something that you have done doing. Say that again. Tell us a little bit about some of your siblings, okay, your brothers and sisters, what they're doing, you know, from that Brown family. Well, 
They said, don't be lost in the thing about the whole state of Missouri, if you can hear. Yeah, so he put it like that, okay. <laughs> and they had programs that we can bring to Missouri, but we had nobody to work with here. So, okay, that makes good sense. And so, uh, so I can reflect, okay, on some of the moves, the, the opportunities, uh, the moves that you made in your life. You know I mean, and I feel like right now, you know, you are a, uh, a person that, uh, like I said, so Larry all the time that uh, that that he has not get the proper recognition, okay, but even he's done it in the city of St. Louis, and nor have you. I'm talking about that you did around the country, you know, and, and I think that that's one of the things that uh, I'm the city I'm doing in the chamber, okay, is, you know, bringing recognition okay, to, our, to our leaders, okay, uh, who have done things. You know, that's great, and matter we did a program in Kansas City a couple of years ago called Trailblazer War. You know, and uh, we still keep on doing it when we move around, okay, <clears throat> to different cities, you know, to recognize, you know, people, you know, that, like yourself, that has done so much stuff, okay, in the whole country, you know, and people not even aware about who you are. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so about being a part of the chamber, okay, we haven't been able to bring that in the organization up on our week, okay? <laughs> Well, you know, I have to share this with you also. When I was, when I was in D.C., mm-hmm. I became a vice president of the D.C. Chamber. <laughs> so I worked with the uh, D.C. <laughs> chamber, which was the African-American chamber, uh, right. for several years when, you know, when my uh, tenure in D.C. Wow. Well, you, you know, one, one, one of the people that's uh, my mentor is a gentleman that worked with the United States Chamber of Congress by the name of Bill Kovacs. And, and for many, many years, he Bill was, uh, was the second vice president. He had, had a lot of positions, okay? But he actually ran a chamber in D.C. for many years now. And he's with, with, with my chamber right now here, you know, we're in Missouri here, and he's based in D.C. Here that we live at, you know. And I just thank God, okay, that I've been blessed to meet you, okay, not just your brother, okay? <laughs> yes, yes. And, and I just I always tell him, go with him, okay, about about the people in this family, okay, about your niece. I, I know you're proud of her, okay. The thing that, that she's done, you know, that's, you know, that she that she has, is doing, okay, not done, is doing. That you know that she's the, the brown roots are still going to the next generation. You know, and I said I think one of the things that, that the Bible talks about, okay, is that. Your legacy, that's why I kept asking you about your legacy, okay, early in the conversation. And now, okay, I'm seeing more and more of the legacy, okay, that you have created here, okay. <laughs> you have created a, a, a national legacy, okay. And that's not, matter of fact, you know, I can see right now, okay, we're going to talk about this, okay, talk a little bit now, okay. I know now, okay, we're here, so university. Want you for the position that you're in. So tell us a little bit about the university, something they're doing that they're doing, doing down in some years I'm not member. Well, actually, um, I became active with the Alumni Association when I moved back to St. Louis in, in uh, 2003. Okay. Prior to that, I wasn't active with the Alumni but I did, you know, going to their meetings and getting involved, you know, with, with the Alumni Association. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
So uh, it's it's uh, been a draw out. This is the year that we uh, we will be electing new officers. So I'll be going out of office when okay. we have our election in June, and there will okay. be a new president. Um, okay. And for the alumni association. Okay. How long was your term? Was your term? Um, I have served several terms, so you know you can only. Okay, serve I, I know down terms. there. I'm sorry. I said, I don't doubt that you've been re-elected many times. Yes, yes. Uh, you can serve like four terms, uh, four years. Mm-hmm. So a person, a person that gets elected president can serve uh, two, a two-year term, and then that mm-hmm. person can run again and, you know, get re-elected to serve another two-year term. Okay. Can I, can I, can you get elected to serve another two-year term? And, no, they're supposed to serve two two-year terms. Okay. Well, okay, so right now, okay, since uh, you've been there, I know you already have gone through a lot of changes, okay, in the last couple of years, you know, several so presidents have come and gone. But the president you have right now, she's probably been there one of the longest presidents in recent years there. You know, and also she, she's from, from the neighborhood also, in the real neighborhood, of best of yeah, but now the, the person who is president now, of course, you know, before president, she was an interim president, and she has been at the university. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, um, a lot of history behind her being elected because actually the current president, uh, the university is, is planning her inauguration activity, which will be taking place the week of um, August the 9th through the 14th. Um, there's going to be a week of different um, activities leading up to her inauguration, which is actually on April 14th. And the president, the current president, will be the first, or let's say not will be because she is the president now. She is is the first African-American woman to serve as president of Paris Snow. And also, okay, also, okay, she's also, okay, grew up in, in the real neighborhood around some of the high school. Yes, 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 she is, uh, she, this is um, her hometown, and yes. so she is quite familiar with, with St. Louis, and, um, you know, so she should be, she's been, like, president for a year now, you know, after a person mm-hmm. has served a year that, that the inauguration takes place. So mm-hmm. she is uh, quite familiar with the community. So that that's very wonderful. And she has a lot of she has brought a lot of excitement to the position. Oh yes, ma'am. Sure. So all we need is to get alums and others, you know, involved with her or involved with Harris Stowe, so they can support her administration. I know right now one of the things that she's got uh, uh she's been working on okay, with with the Biden administration and then they got a, a new program in technology, okay, that they just uh, just now uh, kicking off at the university uh, not initiating at the university uh, up under her leadership. Mm-hmm. And so I mean so right now we you know she's in a whole lot of as a matter of fact, the way I met you, okay, because one of our members down in Haytown, Missouri, where we go doing our development down there in Haytown, where we uh, we're in the process of building a uh, 
uh, an affordable housing uh, supermarket, a large man's retail space down there. And, and since we started that program, we also had a, uh, in the process now a building a institute for broadband technology in Haiti. And so, and so, so one of the, the, the our members in Haiti, Bishop uh, uh, Ellis, and Danny Ellis, who's a teacher down in one of the schools, uh, he, he wanted to bring the students to St. Louis. You know, some young men here, you know, trying to you know, get them children, you know, that, you know, how St. Louis, they get them so excited about their lives. We come out, you know, Haiti is one of the poorest, it is the poorest, in the poorest county in the state of Missouri, by the way. He's not aware of that. And so, we you know, young young men here, they go to, uh, you know, we're going to take them to our uh, in Missouri, you know, to look at the Michael Brown site and get to talk to Mary Jones out there. And we wanted to, uh, you know, bring them back here to the university. And so, you know, we have to put that, put together a program for those students that, you see, help them the community, see what you're doing here, as well as we want to, want to get the uh, vagabond, uh, the men's social, the men's club out there. That's what people meet, that's, that's what men here in St. Louis. To have lunch down there, and again, the school's excited. Okay, and so now we just get ready now uh, to follow up with our way to the university. Okay, and we know what to do. But that's again a program that's taking place. Okay, that you that you're starting that legacy. Okay, and I'm quite sure we want to do this, this the first time. Okay, you won't be the last time that we bring those students up here. You know, and you know, and, and I, again, that's what, you know I can see. We have a similar thing now. I'm a Capricorn, you're a Capricorn, and you just love that black community. And, and, well, and I'm glad that you were able to connect with Harris, though, you know, to, um, mm -hmm. you know, bring the students yes, uh, to, oh. to to the campus. So hopefully, okay, you know, all will go well and they will enjoy that experience. And also, and also, and also, the campus has been able to expand in the last 10 years also. So talk to me a bit about that while you go. Well, yes. Well, you know, Dr. Henry Gibbons, during his presidency, mm -hmm. um, he was able to expand the camp because mm -hmm. when when I went to Harris Stowe, Harris Stowe only had yes. one building. Yes, ma'am. And that's the administration building. So now Harris Stowe has more than one building. It has residence halls. Yes, ma'am. And uh, theater, and yeah. the library. So the campus has, def has definitely grown. So yes, we are very thankful for the work that the late Henry Gibbons did when he was president of Harrisville. And also, okay, you know, uh, your legacy will be also reflect that you worked with him during that time. So he, he had done a preacher with Harrisville. Uh, with the college at first, okay, you didn't get to get designation at the university. Mm -hmm. Yes, he, yes, under his leadership, it, the, um, it went from Harris Stowe Teachers College to Harris Stowe State University. Right, yes, ma'am. Under, under Dr. Henry Gibbons' leadership. Yes, ma'am. One of my classmates worked in his office with him. During the time that he was there, you know, so I was able, you know, you know, um, you know, this is about, you know, some of the things that he was doing, you know, and I was having to work with him also, so I did myself in that time period where he was putting the cable TV came came to us in Lewis, 
And I'm and I make sure that time that all they doing that they had that time get no had big with you. The cable tell me to feel choice, you know. You know, and you know, and that was uh, to me my knowledge okay, I need another uh, institution or education institution. But the one that didn't say it that way, but I just kind of scanned it and said, This is a, a good institution here and we got they need to have this. Oh, yes, you know, yes, indeed. You know, yeah. So, Ms. I just want to thank you for your this time you give us, okay? I know you see, you, you thought we might be out of town going to fly, or in time that's wrong. Okay, so I want to thank you uh, for, for this beautiful uh, opportunity to talk to you and read a bit more about you. And I also look forward to you to our chamber also in advance. Well, I hope you're going to be a member. Well, thank you so very much for. Um, having me as your guest, I, um, again, welcome the opportunity, and, uh, you know, I am very appreciative of having had this opportunity. Okay, well, I tell you, have, have a beautiful weekend. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think the rain is behind us, as they say, <laughs> but uh, in sentence, as you know, stay in the same place, come out, you know, the weather changed on you. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, because we've had a we've had our share of rain this week. That's for sure. So we well, just well, we're thankful that we didn't have a lot of flooding. Well, you only give us what enough what we need. That's what we give them. Yes. Okay. And, you know, and today we need to hear today we need to hear your voice and what you have done. You know, and uh, again, matter that change and one in St. Louis again. That's that's doing great things. Thank you so much. So I'm thinking, ma'am, have a very nice weekend. I will be talking to you next week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Association and uh, she's uh, telling about some of her travels that she's done. You know, that's so uplifting to our young people. That you sing with us, you can do great things, and she's doing great things. So, well, thank her. They can tell us they can let us know something about it. We'll be right back. Good afternoon, St. Louis. Again, this is Ira, folks. Uh, and uh, we have Reverend Ellen Lyle. How you doing, Red? And we have Brother Scott. I think we had a very beautiful guest today that kind of enlightened, I know she enlightened me, okay, about all the things. And, and one thing that uh, uh, she didn't get into that kind of touched on 
most of the things that she went, okay, you didn't even see her footprint, okay, the thing that she actually reviewed, it changed our whole country, especially when you had a college fund, but she didn't even know what the rate of salt, but who was, okay, that became a, a national program. You know, and how God, you know, moved her, you know, all around the South without, without, without even going to the country real. <laughs> yes, he did. Mm-hmm. He, didn't go to, he didn't go to the country, okay? He kept, kept digging into all, all the metropolitan areas in the South there, but uh, we are blessed to have right here, you know, I'm looking forward to being a part of our team. But, uh, uh, hey, uh, she went through the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her boss went on through there. Not yeah, her yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, right today, okay, right today, okay. Uh, all those things right now have been codified on, but you can't get, so, uh, right now, you can get to see the Top Out Day program on a podcast and, you know, send to alumni members, you know, uh, it's on Spotify, on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, and all that's live today, okay, and I just think, after all the heat they do for us. Uh, but right now, there's still something left to talk about today here. Okay? One of the things is that uh, I kind of touched on briefly, okay, what's going on uh, in uh, education, you know, education, okay, it's, you know, what Ms. Brown talked about, that our education system right now is under great attack. You know, when I was in school, uh, when we were in school, Scott, you know, uh, we had a chance, to, you know, to uh, have kids can have fun in school because that was a, where we all went for a state refuge to have fun. And nowadays, I would want to be in school nowadays. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, you know, you, you have uh, our legislators right now uh, in most states right now uh, trying to take away our history, especially of the black community, okay? In some cases, the black community also. And I, just, I don't understand why is it they're so afraid of our history. Come and help me out, help a brother out here. Why is that? Because people are, they, they don't want to, uh, they don't want to acknowledge the uh, things that can go wrong again. Hmm. Well, you know, uh, I, always, I always was taught, okay, uh, if you don't know your, don't know, you know what you did in your past, you know you, you do you gonna record all over again. You know, well, and, and I think this morning we have that. I didn't talk about the show this morning about about how they they got they got got uh uh, uh uh Egypt okay and we're riding circus for years. You know what I mean? I mean, they, 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 they would not be. That's Mr. Bubba, I just took a police officer, he just came back, he, he, he wasn't for us today. Him and Little Walter, he was a break. Okay, and the mailman came back while he was gone. They flew up. So I mean, so right now, I just think, you know, uh, the students right now, you know, uh, they asked them right now, what did they learn in the high school, you know, in the three or four years, or the grade school. Uh, they don't probably say, well, uh, we had a lot of discussions and what was going on, okay, about a lot of things, but uh, what, what, we, what, what did you learn in the past was why? Well, uh, the past was constantly changing. I mean, so, uh, now the one thing that I was at school, you know, you know, 
Hey, yo, thank you so much for joining us. Yes. I call Elder. Elder. He's either Elder Allah. He's calling Ray up, and that's got the one. My name's Aaron Post. And Chuck, he's in our prayers if he travels and also takes from this. Kevin Brown, again, I guess today. And then, no, life is good. Bring us some good. See, I thought we were back home. Brought you the blessing of coverage. I'll take you in next week. Take us out of here. Amen. Yeah,